Welcome to History Speaks, a podcast from the Montour County Historical Society. My name is Terry Diener. We hope you are doing well during these times, which have been difficult for so many people. The Historical Society is happy to announce that with some restrictions, the Montgomery House and Boyd House Museums are open for tours each Sunday from 1 until 4 p.m. Society members and students under 18 are admitted free. For all others, there is a $10 charge, which allows access to both museums. Face masks are required, and social distancing guidelines are to be observed. Please stop in, say hello, and enjoy a look back at Montour County's historic contributions to our area, Pennsylvania, and the world. Thomas Beaver, a well-known name in Danville, was one of the area's finest philanthropists. He contributed both the Howard clock placed in the bell tower of St. Joseph's Church, as well as the Howard clock in the belfry of the Mahoning Presbyterian Church. Another donation to the Mahoning Church in 1882 was a Hook and Hastings organ that is still in use today. Beaver, along with Abigail Geisinger and members of that denomination, donated to major interior improvements to the church. He also contributed to the erection of the original Trinity Methodist Church and often supported the congregation when in need. His father was an itinerant Methodist minister. Thomas was born in 1814 in Fodes Valley, that area becoming Perry County, to Reverend Peter and Elizabeth Beaver. His lack of an advanced education did not keep him from the advantages of life. He left school at the age of 13 and worked for a short time on a farm before entering the mercantile business, working at various stores located in different towns throughout that area. In 1837, he moved to Philadelphia, where he was hired by Bray and Barcroft, dry goods store. He became an equal partner in 1840. Beaver stayed with the firm until he came to Danville in 1857 with Isaac Waterman, William Neal, and Washington Lee as trustees of the Montour Iron Works. They succeeded in placing the firm in good financial condition. It was in 1860 that Beaver joined these gentlemen to purchase the mill and rename it the Pennsylvania Iron Works. At the time, Beaver was 43 years old. Thomas married Elizabeth Wilkins in January of 1838. They were the parents of seven children, Mrs. Emily Chamberlain, Mrs. Alice Brown, Mrs. Laura DeWitt, Mrs. Elizabeth Wells, and a son, Arthur. Charles and Jesse died as infants. All of the daughters' husbands were influential men. Mrs. Beaver passed away in December of 1881. Arthur Wilkins Beaver died a few months before Thomas in 1891. Arthur had served in the Civil War as part of the 132nd Company A, which included many recruits from the Pennsylvania Iron Company, the Big Mill. The 132nd was a nine-month regiment. Arthur came home and wanted to re-enlist. It's said that his father became very upset and forbade him to do so. However, Arthur did re-enlist twice. His service records indicate he served in the 72nd and the 183rd Pennsylvania Infantry Regiments under an alias of Arthur J. Talbot. As noted earlier, it was within a few years after Beaver's arrival in Danville as a trustee for Montour Ironworks in 1857 that he became one of the owners of the mill and the overseer. 
There wasn't a need for many rails at the beginning of the Civil War due to earlier expansion, but it wasn't too long before the need for rails increased enormously, and the Pennsylvania Iron Company was a major producer of them. Beaver's retirement from the Iron Company in 1876 included the sale of his share, as well as the Chalasky Furnace, Pittston Colliery, and New Jersey ore mines. He also maintained, along with the mansion, his stock in the Kingston Coal Company. His partners in this company were Waterman, and Dan Edwards, Morgan, and George Geisinger. A separate venture for Beaver after resigning from the iron mill was the purchase of the Danville Stove and Manufacturing Company. He also owned a farm near this mill where he raised tobacco. We aren't certain who actually built the mansion on the east side of Montour Ridge. Thomas Chambers may have had it built in the 1840s. There is a drawing of pillars on the front of the porch of the mansion on that hill overlooking the Montour Ironworks in an 1846 book. That's the time period for Chambers living in Danville. There is also an 1857 map with a picture of the mansion labeled Residence of the Groves. It's believed that the Groves moved into the mansion after Chambers left Danville, just as Thomas Beaver moved in after the Groves. The Groves mansion, located behind what is now Buckley's Carpet on Railroad Street, was built in 1867. Thomas Beaver later gave the mansion to the Holy Family Convent. Beaver's financial success began to show in his lifestyle. His magnificent home and grounds rose to another level. A description of the grounds in 1871 appeared in the local paper. It stated that a great fountain sat in the front lawn with dozens of jets of crystal water flowing from the ornate top. Beaver named this interesting fountain after President U.S. Grant, who had appointed Beaver as a commissioner to the World's Fair held in Vienna in 1873. Serpentine paths laid throughout the entire grounds, all landscaped with various flowers, plants, ferns, and evergreens, many brought from abroad. A spectacular tour in 1885 was held to display the new types of chrysanthemums that had become the rage throughout the country in colors that had been propagated to perfection in cities like New York and Philadelphia. Beaver, who often visited Florida, once took his gardener along to learn about their plants. A grand stable was another building on the property. Croquet was a favorite pastime. The residents of Danville in 1887 were entertained by a splendid display of fireworks, the means that Beaver chose to celebrate the safe return of his daughter Emily Chamberlain's family from Germany after a stay of a few months due to her health. The grounds were crowded with the influential citizens of Danville. Will Chamberlain, a grandson of Thomas Beaver, invited the editor of the local newspaper to the parlor at the mansion to enjoy the grand music of the box orchestra. He spoke of the grandeur of sitting in the beaver parlor, listening to the instrument that was purchased in Paris at an enormous expense. It played twelve beautiful airs accompanied by great masters with the sound of chimes, flutes, tenor drums, and castanets providing the harmony. Beaver took frequent trips abroad to many different countries, often for months, that occasionally included the entire family. Upon the return from one of these excursions, some of the influential men of Danville met the train in Sunbury, returning him from Philadelphia. The group traveled with him on the DL&W train to Danville, where they were met by a huge crowd and the Citizens Band. A parade line was formed with 20 carriages and hundreds of walkers who traveled through the streets of Danville to the cheers of those that lined the sidewalks to show their appreciation and welcome Thomas Beaver home. 
In the spring of 1886, Reverend Robert L. Stewart of the Mahoning Presbyterian Church felt the young men in the Danville area needed a place to gather in the evening to read and have the opportunity to discuss matters that were conducive in the formation of Christian character. He and his friends wanted to build an addition to the church for this project. A financial campaign began, and Mr. Thomas Beaver, who always had the best of interest for the town, was approached for his advice and financial support. Beaver devised a plan on paper for a larger and broader scope than anyone had dreamed of. In this plan, Beaver offered the Chamberlain home at 9 Bloom Street as the library and $2,000 to form the nucleus of the building, along with an endowment of $20,000. The Chamberlain home, a large stone mansion, was built by Beaver's son-in-law. As excited as Reverend Stewart was about the sudden enlargement of his idea, he and others objected to the site of the Bloom Street building. The Danville Hotel, which stood at the corner of Ferry and East Market, was for sale. Dr. James Oglesby had the option to purchase the hotel, but Mr. Stewart at once secured the option for purchase from the doctor, and Beaver closed the negotiations and purchased the property. Local architect C.S. Wetzel was hired to prepare plans for the new building. A three-floor brick building was considered, with the third floor to be used by young men for a reading room and a recreational center. James Beaver, nephew of Thomas Beaver and soon to be the governor of Pennsylvania, was prominently associated with the state Young Men's Christian Association and felt it was a mistake to use the third floor to help the young men and advised his uncle of this. He arranged a meeting with Thomas and Reverend Taggart, who was the state secretary of the YMCA at the time. The plan was changed to join the library building with another building or annex to be used for the Young Men's Christian Association. Wetzel made many suggestions and changes to the original plan, each change increasing the efficiency and the beauty of the buildings. The buildings were erected at the cost of between $100,000 and $200,000. A. G. Voris was the builder. The front door of the library faced Market Street, and the steps up to the first floor were four feet above street level. Instead of brick, the building was constructed of light gray stone trimmed with granite. Scotch granite columns on the exterior added much to the imposing structure. Marble tile and stone newels with beautiful winding staircases were part of the interior. The cornerstone was laid in 1886 and dedicated in August of 1888. A large parade escorted the Beaver family to the Opera House while all the town bells and steam whistles were blowing. Danville's fire companies and military organizations were in the parade line. Some 1,000 people were present at the ceremony. A grand display of fireworks at the river ended the celebration. Thomas Beaver also donated $30,000 to Dickinson College and $25,000 to Lafayette. The Memorial Church in Lewisburg was also built by him in memory of his parents. Beaver immediately after the library dedication, along with 22 of his nearest relatives, took an extended tour to the Golden Gate Bridge via the Chicago, Denver, and Pacific Railway, stopping at places of interest along the way. The Kearsarge Palace Car was chartered for a three-month vacation, costing over $30,000. The first librarian was Miss Molly Wetzel, who was succeeded by her niece, Mary. The first year, there were 6,000 books available to its visitors. Over the years, the Thomas Beaver Free Library has been one of the finest institutions in the community. The YMCA closed and reopened on a new site, which became the Danville Area Community Center. No other enduring and substantial monument could have been erected than the library that bears Beaver's name. He will always be remembered by the citizens of Montour County for his wisdom and generosity to all 
Beavert died at his home in Danville on May 19, 1891, at the age of 76. Services were held in Danville, and a special train of three coaches conveyed his body to Lewisburg for internment. Only family and close friends were on hand. A newspaper story announcing his death said that Beaver was always forward in advancing the interests of Danville, and deserving charities always received a token of Thomas Beaver's goodness. Thanks for tuning in to History Speaks from the Montour County Historical Society. The podcasts are available on the Society homepage by clicking on the link on the upper right corner. With some restrictions, the Montgomery House and Boyd House Museums are open for tours each Sunday from 1 until 4. Society members and students under 18 are admitted free. For all others, there is a $10 charge, which allows access to both museums. Face masks are required and social distancing guidelines are to be observed. We hope you stop by for a visit.